This is the Education Business Podcast for consultants and business owners providing services in schools. I'm Claire Riley, and I'll be sharing how to start, grow, and scale your education business. So today we're talking about the pros and cons of hiring freelancers or employees. So how do you know which route that you should go down? So we'll explore how to work out which might be best for you and your business today. So before I begin, I thought it would be helpful to give you a bit of context around where this content has come from. So I've recently been writing new content for the courses I'm going to be releasing on Education Business Club. And if you've got no idea what I'm talking about, then I covered this in episode 51. So you should go back and have a listen to that one if you haven't already had this update. And of the um, two levels of, of course, one is going to be around growing your education business. And this one is aimed at education entrepreneurs who are in maybe the first 12 months of business up to the 200k mark. And the second one that I'm going to be working on is all about scaling your education business. And that one is aimed at education entrepreneurs who have passed the the first year in business or they've passed the, the 100k mark and they're working towards an annual revenue of maybe up to a million pounds. So before I specifically get into the employees versus freelancers detail, I think it's important to tell you why I'm creating these courses at the same time. And it's funny really because it's uniquely linked to Classroom Secrets. You see, I realized a couple of months ago that I was holding back on what I could teach you and that I was shying away from coming up with structure when it comes to content and what I'm teaching you so that you can successfully your grow uh, you can successfully grow your education businesses too now when i first had the idea for classroom secrets it was all about differentiation that was the backbone of the entrepreneurial idea it was what was missing from the market that i identified basically for me differentiation was learning the same thing but at different levels and i was very clear on the way I felt that learning should be differentiated and it wasn't by giving children three completely different things to work on. It was by meeting children where they were at and then helping them to get as far as they could. And this approach was so popular that it was copied by other resource companies and teachers. Um, They came in the droves to be able to offer this to their children. And I've realized that I need the same differentiated approach to Education Business Club. You see, you're all at different levels of business. And the key thing here is that you're in the education sector. And that's why you're here listening to my podcast, the Education Business Podcast, because education business is a very unique space. And you want to hear from someone who understands and has been able to build a business in this space, not just say as they can. But what can you actually learn from me? Because I don't just help startups in education business, I help early growth businesses and scale-ups as well because I've had that experience. I've done it myself and I'm still doing it myself. And the thing is, business is really cyclical. It's a bit like the mass curriculum. The same topics come around, but the problems are just different and they're usually more complicated. So I've been taking some time to really consider not only what topics you need to learn at the different stages of your business, but also what level you need to learn them at for that particular stage. So naturally, hiring will feature in both courses, 
but there are different things to learn at the different stages of your business. So in my recent writing, I've specifically been focusing on modules about hiring. And so, you know, in the course that's focused on the first growth stage, the focus is on hiring freelancers. And then in the the course that's focused on scaling your education business, there's a module on hiring employees. But what is the difference? So let's look then at the pros and cons of each. Now, naturally, what I want to do here is to give you a table, but it's a podcast episode. So I'm just going to have to make do with talking through my ideas to illustrate them. So let's start with freelancers first then, because this is where I would start. It's where I did start on my business journey. And it's also a place I would go back to if there was a point in the future that I didn't have access to a big team that I'd already hired. Freelancers are great, especially if you've got unpredictable amounts of work and you can plan ahead and have long deadlines. You know, if you're not ready to make commitments to employees yet, or you don't want to come up with your own internal policies for hiring and you don't mind those team members working for somebody else as well as you. But if you want to get things on short notice, you want to change your work direction at the last minute in response to the market, or rely on a regular number of hours to get things done, or you want to have more than one freelancer collaborate as part of a team, depending on the kind of freelancer they are, then a freelancer may not be the best fit there. So it all comes down to what you actually want and need, as well as what you have capacity for. So you could say that you don't have capacity to start managing somebody properly, but then the communication with the freelancer, the documentation that you know um, that you have to do so that you get the work that's actually required of them, and then dealing with different ways of invoicing if you've got more than one freelancer and even freelancer workflow, that might end up equating to more hours than having an employee. On the other hand, an employee is great if you want a long-term relationship where you can really invest time in mentoring them to perform specific tasks and solve specific problems. You know, you can both work towards your vision for the company and it's much easier to pass tasks on to them because you don't have to complete a ton of paperwork and then agree a price for them to be able to complete a new task for you. So it's much more flexible. You can easily make some of their role more hybrid if you wanted to. So a great example um, is that when I had a handful of employed resource creators, we actually used to take it in terms, uh, turns to answer live chat messages about resources. And it was a really good experience for the customer, obviously, because they were talking to the people who actually made the resources. And it was a great experience for my employees as well, the resource creators, because they were exposed to what the customers were asking for and exposed to maybe what the customers didn't understand about what what we were saying about our resources. So this really helped when we um, came up with marketing material and also came up with the resources themselves. But this would have never been possible using freelancers in the way I use them anyway. It would have been a complete nightmare to invoice for as well. But it really worked um, when we had when we did that with employees. You know, I also gave a lot of tasks that were not necessarily part of the job back in the day to my now ops director. She was just 
so hungry to learn as a proofreader she wanted to learn and she wanted to progress she asked for more and I gave it to her because it was helpful and she did a great job with it and along the way she became a really valuable member of the team who could just pick up so much in my absence and and in that way she created her own role time after time after time So in many ways, then, when we think about the difference between hiring a freelancer or an employee and what's right for you in your business now, the difference is this. All you have to do is consider what you need at this stage, because if you get the right fit, a freelancer will provide you with the content, the assets or the skills that you need to build your business while they build their business. That's an important thing to remember. But an employee will help you to build your business and hopefully they'll say, see where they could grow and add value as they help that baby to grow. So a freelancer brings gifts for your baby, which is a business, and a good employee moves in with you as an au pair and helps you to raise a child. So as always, I hope you found this episode helpful and that you now feel clearer on whether you should be looking for freelancers to employ a new business or whether you should be going down the employment route instead. Thank you for listening to the Education Business Podcast. To get more information to grow your business, sign up at educationbusinessclub.co.uk.